0: Welcome to Longview Baptist Church. Where will you spend your eternity? This is a question that does have an answer, even if you don't know what it is. I am Pastor John. This ministry is designed to prepare you for that day we will all face, our last. Join us as we find an answer to the tough questions. And remember, you cannot truly live until you're truly ready to die.
1: High points class over there, the high school class. And not that long ago, about at the end of Life Points, Brother Taunton came to me and asked me if I would maybe teach one evening class or give my, my testimony. And not long after that the high schoolers they wanted to keep going, because normally Life Points ends. Of course you got high schoolers who want to continue with a Bible study where you're gonna say yes. You're not gonna say no. So I kept doing that. Never did forget about Telling Brother Jonathan I would do this, of course, in the back of my mind, I used to get out of it. But then Brother Eddie came to me and asked me if uh, I'd, I'd preach tonight or say a few words. And first, I thought I had a scheduling conflict, but then I, I figured out real fast, I had my Sunday switched, So I was able to do it. Well, there's, I can just go ahead and tell y'all what we were going to talk about in the high school class. Already kind of had something rolling, <clears throat> and for the last few Sundays we've been uh, been going over them with what pro- the work Christ left us to do. When He went off, we weren't supposed to just sit here and do nothing. We're supposed to do what He told us to do: make disciples of men. And we were going to get into the parables. I told them that, and so this would be the first parable we were going to get into. Luke chapter 13, verses. They got six through six. But uh, six through nine. Be what we'll be reading tonight. Um, short little parable. Easy. But it's kind of my style. Short, sweet, and to the point. So if you want to get home early tonight. Probably came on a good night.
2: <laughs> but in this parable. God gives.
1: Time. And Time. Is God's most universal blessing he gives to everybody, saved and the unsaved. Why? Because he wants to give us all time to come to him. His patience is his gift to us. So if y'all stand with me, we'll read this. Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it, and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I have come, seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and put on manure. Then, if it should bear fruit next year, well, good. But if not, you can
2: cut it down. You can be sick. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for this time that we have, this time that you've given us.
1: Thank you for all that we have, Lord. Be with us, bless us, heal us, protect us. Put a hedge of protection around us, Lord, and protect us from the evils of this of this world, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray.
2: Amen. <clears throat> so in this parable, you got three characters. You got the man. You got the
1: fig tree, the fruitless fig tree, and you got the vine dresser or the garden. Now, most people look at this and they think, well, man, God, fig tree, the unsaved, the lost. And if you back up to the beginning of the chapter and you read that, yes, yeah, absolutely. Talking about lost people, and giving them time to repent of their sins and come to righteousness, come to Christ. Or, you could look at it as Jesus is the man. And the victory is Israel. And the viedresser is any one of his disciples. Because it says he came to this victory for three years. Well, Jesus' ministry lasted 50 years. And then after it was done, if you study what happened to Israel 30 years later, Israel was cut down in a horrible way after they revolted from the Romans. So you could look at it as an individual person or an individual nation.
2: If you want to look at it from an individual nation, and you put America as that treaty, you might want to think
1: about what's coming our way, especially when you study exactly what went down when the Romans came and sacked the back. But I don't see it. Well, I see it both of those ways. But tonight, I look at it from the standpoint of I'm that tree. I was that tree.
2: Had no fruit in my life. See, I came to Christ at a young age. I was 11 years old.
1: At one of those uh, summertime revivals, the visiting pastor gave one of them hellfire and damnation and yelling, screaming sermons. If his goal was to scare somebody into the water, well, he scared me into the water, because i was like, I don't want to go there. Of course, this is the denomination that puts all the power into the water. But I came, came to Christ, and almost instantly, when I think back about it, instantly, this 11-year-old boy was shown something some 11-year-old boy shouldn't have been shown. And I instantly, Satan came and swept me off the path. I was instantly into the sin. Instantly diverted, distracted. Instantly pulled off my game, pulled off of what I was supposed to be doing and not making fruit. It wasn't long after that. And alcohol. And drugs. Instantly not producing fruit. I'm this tree not bearing fruit. I'm planted in this garden, planted in Christ's
2: garden, still where I'm supposed to Then time goes by. Go off to college. Then things get worse. Now when I go off to college, I go full prodigal son. That old parable
1: almost applies to me. It's literally, I went as far away as you can try. All the way to Alaska. Now the only thing that kind of somewhat helped me, kept me under control here while I was home
2: wasn't God. It wasn't my mom and dad. It was actually my grandparents. The last thing I wanted to do my grandma, of a paper and see what Aaron has done or for do the grapevine. Well, just like in this parable, the gardener, the mind dresser, he tells the man, give me time, give me time to sow seeds into this
1: tree, to fertilize this tree, to water this tree, to prepare for this tree. Maybe I can get this tree to pr- produce the fruit. Well, I'm in Alaska. I'm a long ways off from home, deep in sin. You know, sin just gets worse and worse and worse, doing horrible things,
2: thinking that nobody at home gonna find out. This is before social media, before all that.
1: Well, not that long ago, me and my grandmother, one person I
2: didn't want to find anything out, we went on a little road trip to go take care of my sister. On this road trip. Tell me. Years ago, when you were gone, I was asleep. The middle of the night, dead asleep, woke up. I was told, I have to pray for you. He said, What were you doing? I don't know. It was stupid, on top of stupid. Be just like this fruitless tree, God sent a gardener, sent somebody through just prayer. So if anybody has ever laid on your heart, pray for them.
1: Trust me. Because not only was it heard, I know I had a mountain of people, churches of people praying for me while I was gone. It wasn't for those. I know I would have been like this tree. I know I have had that axe laid at my feet.
2: I wasn't producing fruit. I was producing corn. So I come home from college. That wasn't for me. Came home. Things don't get worse. When things don't get better, they just get worse. they the same. Keep the same lifestyle. Yes, I believe in
1: Christ, but I'm not producing fruit. I'm not in church. I'm not praying. I'm not reading. Reading the word. I'm not
2: doing anything that I'm supposed to do. Doing the opposite. Excuse me. Then... One night I have a dream. In this dream, I'm floating in space. In front of me, world completely on fire. Between me,
1: the earth is burning completely on fire. Giant, muscled up being—I don't want to say God, but could have been God, could have been an angel. The book of Revelation, When you read of that giant, muscled up angel, the giant, strong angel that throws a stone or a millstone or a mountain onto the earth. Whenever I read that, this is the picture that always comes to my mind. And he's looking at the earth, and he's looking at it like he's finishing up his handiwork, making, double-checking his work when he's done with it, or like he's looking for something he missed. I'm behind him.
2: He can't see me. He's not moving. And up and to the right. Above the burning world,
1: great white light, hole in space, and through it is the great white light, beautiful cities and beautiful
2: everything. Heaven, I'm not moving. Heaven, I'm not moving. Great world, I'm not moving. Christ, I'm not producing. There was another time God sent a gardener. Someone turned me. Back from my fruitless, evil ways towards Him. But I didn't listen. I ignored it. Of course, I never obviously forgot the dream. I still remember it. And that was close to 23 years ago. Never forget. <clears throat> the time keeps on going. I keep on sinning. It doesn't end. I
1: continue to live in my godless ways. Continue to be like this tree. And God
2: keeps coming around. He keeps checking me. No I had it laid at my feet. The time goes by.
1: God sends more gardeners. And keeps sending people to me. And I blow most of them off. I ignore
2: them. And finally after years. Like ten years later. I go full time to the post office. I start working. And. There's a fulfillment center there. The man that works there, Thumper P. That's his name, Thumper. Don't call him by his
1: real name. I did that once. He doesn't like it. Stumper. But he was in seminary. He was the manager there. And he kept asking me if I wanted to have a
2: Bible study with him. And so, I blew him off a couple of times. Finally, he didn't give up. I said, okay. And every week, he would have a Bible study. Then I started to change. Started to turn my life around. Things started changing my life, and it wasn't fast. I was slow about it.
1: Slowly, ever so slowly, started going back to church. Started to actually read. And also about the same amount of time, this family moved into my mail route. Had this funny last name. Started with an O ended in house.
2: <laughs>
1: Think y'all might know him. And there was this young man at that time, who I guess you could call him a kid,
2: I got to know him first, John. John was at the mailbox every day, usually waiting on a package
1: ordered or drone or something. And he reminded me of me, because he was everywhere and into everything all at once, and that's kind of how I was when I was a kid, everywhere and doing
2: everything all at once, but he also talked to me. Told me to read. Challenged me to read. So I did. Finally in my life. Things started to change. The better. Started putting away. All of my evil ways. Not completely. He puts a wonderful family in my life. I was still going to church. Mary and usually going alone. They weren't coming yet. One morning, I poured my heart out to God. What I mean, I poured my heart out to God. I poured my heart out to God. Repented of all my sins. Changed everything. Get up, finish eating most, step in and go to church.
1: My grandmother, she went to the church there in Petersburg, and I'd already decided if I'm going to go to church, i church with my grandma. So blessed to have a grandmother the very grandmother that I didn't want to
2: find out about all my sins. We'll get there. And the power's out. Oh, not the power, the heat's out. It's January, Into January. Went up on February, so it's cold.
1: And the pastor will get there, sit down. This Brother Doug Brown.
2: He calls an awful. He says, We got no
1: heat, cold in here. I'm going to
2: give y'all a lesson I originally had planned. He starts to talk. Or he talks. He talks. Said that. Everything he said was my prayer. Everything he poured out that day, what I just Before I started that prayer, Mary and I knew that we were about to have kids, babies, probably twins. We didn't have a house. The beginning part of that prayer was, Lord, what am I going to do? I need a house. Well, everything he said came out, but I just prayed. I thought, huh, got my answer. Two weeks later, there's Brother John standing at the end of his driveway. Saw oh, him. He was looking at me. Huh, he's me. I
1: see him, I can see their mailbox and I gotta go up and come back. Sure enough, because he did the old look at the watch and used the one somebody looks at the watch and your mailman, you're either really late or really late. one of the two.
2: He looked at his watch. Yeah. running late. I really don't have much time to talk to him. First thing I remember thinking when I saw him. I pull up. Two weeks after my entire prayer just came out of a preacher's mouth. And he used to tell me that Longview Baptist
1: Church new buildings they needed to get rid of and they are trying to pay somebody to take them on. They
2: didn't want to pay somebody to take them on. They wanted to, well, if I wanted to take them, first thing, I have to think about it. I drove off. I didn't make it like 30 yards. Let's see if it's to think about it. You don't have a house to you better do it. Just like that.
1: Light switch. Everything in my life turns out. All the sin that I was committing is gone. Light switch. Off. Didn't even have to think about it. Like Brother Jonathan says sometimes,
2: the next day, you don't even think about it. When you truly accept God into your life, you truly
1: accept the Holy Spirit, the worldly stuff goes away.
2: Making fruit, becoming a fruitful tree. See? It's, it's not hard. But you have to fertilize it.
1: Her fertilize with the word of God, with prayer. You have to surround yourself with godly people. You can't surround yourself with the people that I had in my life. But most of all, all of us need to be the gardener. We need to be the vine dresser. What we are commanded to do. We are commanded to be fishers of men. He walked up, Christ walked up to four fishermen in a boat and said, Follow me and I'll make
2: you fishers of men. Well, they're fishing lost souls out of an ocean of sin. All these people are drowning. They don't even realize it. And that's what we're commanded to do. Be the vine dresser. Don't be the fruitless tree. Because you will have the axe laid at your feet. You go over to, what is it,
1: 1 Corinthians 11.30. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number of you are asleep. All those that are taking communion and in sin and taking communion, right there it is. Many of you are sick, dying. I know I had that axe laid in my feet, and I know my time was no. If I had not listened to those people that God put in my life and turned
2: my life around, I wouldn't be here. My time would have run up. God's patience is declared from Exodus. All the way to the end.
1: In Exodus 34 6 7 is when God has, puts, puts Moses in the cleft of the rock, passes by him, and he makes a declaration of himself. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Right there, his patience. His patience is declared again in Psalms, Numbers. What I just read is repeated in Numbers, Psalms eighty-six, fifteen. Though O Lord, art a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness and truth, slow to anger.
2: He endured me for twenty years. I finally turned. Paul talks about it. First
1: Timothy. 116, Paul says, yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me, as the foremost sinner, <clears throat> Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal
2: life. Paul was a murderer. Jesus had to endure Paul murdering his own disciples. So finally, he take it no more. Jesus himself was the gardener that came to him. And made him to start producing fruit. Of course, Paul started producing fruit. He makes the fruit. <coughs> but Hosea says, in the book of Hosea,
1: talking about Israel, he calls them for him. God's either going to take us out. He's going to lay the axe at our feet, remove us from the equation, or
2: Jesus will come, or God's just going to step back. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> They have done it.
1: In Hosea 5, 6, They will go with their flocks and herds to seek the Lord. They will not find him. He has withdrawn from them. For he'll, worst of all, he'll pull
2: away from you. You are on your own. rudderless in the ocean of sin. Excuse me. The time that we have here on this earth, numbered. You want to increase that time, it's just like Hezekiah did. Hezekiah had, excuse <clears> me, <throat> Isaiah came to Hezekiah and told him, "That's it, about to die." For him. <coughs> excuse me. Hezekiah humbled himself. and said. <clears throat> Do not the other God. Get to hold. Excuse me. Is <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> a guy prayed. God grant him fifteen more years. His time was numbered. Don't number your time. Keep in the word. Pray. Lift those up around you that you know are lost. Do like my grandma. James says the fervent
1: prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If it wasn't for her, I don't know what I was doing and I'd be gone. (coughs) We have to continue to do what Christ left us here to do. When he went off up in those clouds, the apostles were standing
2: there like this. Angels came down. They didn't say, fellas, go home. They go get at it, Fields the right for harvest. Especially now more than ever in this country, in this nation. How many people, one reason why I took the high school class because of what I just
1: told y'all, because of what I just did. I don't want those those at that age to go off and do like me. I don't want them to accept Christ thinking that's it. I'm saved. But then go live in a life of sin. We as adults can't allow that. We as Christians can't. Not only for just ours, but also all those lost souls out there. We have to continue Christ's work.
2: Be fishers of men. Do the great commission. Go and make disciples of men throughout all nations. We can't look at an unfruitful tree, watch it get chopped down. If that fruitful tree, that blood will be on our hands. We must water those trees and fertilize them. If it wasn't done for me, I wouldn't be here now. Excuse me. We're all living on borrowed time. Every one of us. But it really when you think about it, it's not our time. It's God's time. God created time. God created us. He created us to do his will, his time. And we're all ultimately judged how we handle and how we spend our time. We must spend it wisely. The days are short. Fields are ripe for harvest. And as daddy said today, and like Jonathan said before, you can't get angry with them. You've got to show sympathy on them. They have to turn the other tree. The line dresser in this parable, he could have said, yep, that would I'm tired of it too. they are wasting my time on That this year also he'd also, been doing he'd been watering this tree for years. He didn't give up.
1: God didn't give up on me and we shouldn't give up on those lost souls around us. As hard as it is out there. As hard as it is dealing with what we Christians deal with now, knowing that it's only gonna get worse.
2: But we can't let our love grow cold. When we let our grub grow cold, well, we all know what that means. The End is near, but we got to keep keep it going. God wants us all to come to
1: Him. His patience,
2: see, He has for us is how He shows His love to us, because He wants us all to come to Him.
1: All week long I've been thinking about what I was going to say. You know, God's not a God of confusion. And I already knew that it was going to be something along with this. And then this week, you know, God always sends you that confirmation. And I pulled up at this guy's house, delivered a box. He pulls up. I'm leaving. I'm about to
2: leave. He's about to, he's going in, about to get in, just get off work. Told him I left a package on your porch. How are you doing? He says, I'm doing great. Just waiting
1: on that eastern sky to bust open and my Lord and Savior to come riding through. I thought, hmm, I was kind of in a hurry. I think I gotta have this conversation.
2: So I talked to this guy. We talked theology. <clears throat> talk about God. <clears throat> and then he goes on to give me my testimony. His testimony was just like mine. 12 years old in Christ. And he immediately, just like me, drugs, alcohol, and he didn't get out of the alcohol, drugs, had a real bad grip on him. But finally one day, after a three-day bender, he said that he woke up to the bathroom, done with the bathroom. Had to use the bathroom. Turned to go to the sink to wash his hands. <clears throat> and he hears a voice clearly, plainly. What are you going to do? He said he was the only man in the house. And it was a male voice, and he knew who it was. He just went to the sink. And he hears the voice again. What are you going to do when you kill someone? Ignored it. started washing his hands. And he hears, what are you going to do when you kill the child? So he just kept washing his hands. I thought to myself, I'll blow my brains out." And he hears, if you don't stop this, I'm going to end you. But I swear to you, exactly what he said. He said, I know who. He so said he put on his clothes, went straight down the street.
1: Where he bought all his alcohol, walked in, told that guy, the owner of the store, never be back in here to buy alcohol again. That guy said he won't last a year. He leaves there, goes to AA, gets himself checked in at AA, they get him into rehab. As soon as he was through a rehab, he was in church
2: here. Yep. i never looked back. He had that axe laid at his feet. He had God clearly tell him. Because he producing thorns and not fruit. We have to make sure we produce fruit. Not our fruit. Christ's fruit. We have to spend our time wisely. Because our time is going to get cut short. The better we spend it, the better it is for everyone. It's going to be quick, buddy. I love than that.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. We pray that God's word has encouraged you. You feel like you've had fellowship and been at home with family. Today, if God has moved in your heart and today you would like to make him not only the Savior, but the Lord of your life. First, it's important to know that we are sinners. We're born sinners. No one can bridge the gap that was separated when sin broke what God had created so beautifully. And today you know you're a sinner in need of a savior and you know that Jesus Christ was born, lived a sinless life and died on the cross to pay for your sin. Today, if you want to, you can trust him as your Lord and savior, it requires you to pray and in faith, ask him to save you, to forgive you of your sins, to cleanse you and you wanna live for him. I pray today, if you do that, that you will reach out to us. We would love to get you connected in a church body, a church home, wherever that might be, and get discipleship around you so you can grow in this new life that you found in Christ. Read God's word. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God bless you.